took this one on to kind of bullet. I don't know if y'all read it or not. Hopefully you guys have. If you haven't, go back and read it. Because this one, in my opinion, is probably the most important of all the habits of um, seven habits because it really deals with the heart. Um, are y'all really going to pay attention to me or y'all yeah. working on something? I am working, but I'm listening. Okay. I'm not working on anything. I just got my email up. Okay. I'm dedicated. <laughs> y'all are, y'all I wasn't sure it. whether or not to bring my there computer again. So I know. You know what I'm working on. And no, he wants me there earlier. Roger and I plan ahead for this, so. Carry on. And I know that you have read Seven Habits like seven times, Bill, and you can teach this class yourself, so. All right. Um, but on the Habit 5, so here we go. Um, so re- reviewing thus far, um, so, you know, y'all know Seven Habits is about private victories. It's first looking internally, you know, the, being very introspective. Um, and making sure that we're building personal habits. Um, of course, be proactive. That's, you know, and begin with the end in mind and put first things first. And um, if Roger would open up that that real quick, that's the quadrant discussion. I think it, I don't think I erased it. Yeah, the quadrants, that's really, you know, um, something for us to be thinking about at all times. Um, because just like today, the urgent and the important is getting in the way of something um you know i think very much so what we're going through right now what we're doing is quadrant two it's not urgent but it's really 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 important we're sharpening the saw but we've got this really important customer scenario and they have bumped up the time and that's the urgent important and that's what bill's focusing on right now but Brandon's got a hot something he's working on. Johnny's working on something that's really hot too. And Roger, I'm, I'm sure you and Matt both could find something else that's really urgent as mine's well. Cool. But, mine's a lot of Q2 stuff. Today. Yeah, but, but the point is that, of course, just really making sure that we are fighting like tooth and nail to put as much stuff in that not urgent, important um, quadrant at all times. And then just, you know, scheduling time around that so that we're not in that reactive mode. Because reactive mode, you know, there's always something that, if we allow it to, will drop in and blow up our schedules. But, you know, having timelines and sticking to those timelines is really, really, really um, something that we always, you know, me, I've I've been aware of this and tried to do planning all my entire life and I still struggle with that myself. So just, um, I encourage us as a team, especially as we're constantly raising the bar on our professionalism and um, preparedness and that type of thing I think that that is this is um, paramount in our quest to you know constantly sharpen our saws um, so all of that was that's on the private victory side and then um, last month um, Brandon prepared twice for it delivered it um, thoroughly last month for us on the think win win I think that was a really healthy discussion and then of course this one today is on um, habit habit five which is seek first to understand then to be understood and um, this one uh, in the book it has this this quote the heart has its reasons which reason not knows not of by Pascal and I really like that quote um, because um, this is something that men don't like to talk about a lot but it's that seek first to understood, um, then to be under, 
understand them to be understood. Principles of empathetic, empathic communication. I want to say empathetic, but it's empathic communication. It's the feely side. You know, sometimes, you know, you've got, we'll get into that in a bit, but it's the feely side. And, um, you know, if you, if you go back and you ask people to reflect on um, how a conversation went, they remember how you made them feel. They don't remember what you said. They are going to remember some of what you said, but they remember more than anything how you made them feel. So if you allow them to talk and you heard what they had to say, and you allow them to express themselves, and you weren't, you know, you you were um, you met their pace, and uh, you met their tone, and you connected well with them. Their opinion of how that meeting went is going to be much different than oh, it's going to be very favorable. Y'all have any examples of that? Any time that um, maybe you felt a meeting went so went really great, but then you got some feedback that they didn't think it went very well? Or, just any examples of that? So you don't necessarily have to come up with something, but I'm telling you, if you, if you leave a meeting and that person has had a chance to talk a lot, particularly about themselves, <laughs> I promise you they're gonna think that that meeting was good because they've been, you know, they, they opened up over themselves, they were, they were communicating. They, and, they, and, um, so anyway, it has to do with the heart. Um, the other thing, Theodore Roosevelt, that y'all, we've all heard this one time and time and time again, but it is true and that's exactly what, it's not in the book, but this is exactly what, um, seek first to understand, not to be understood is about. Nobody cares how much you know, until they know how much you care. Right. He also said, speak softly and carry a big stick. But I do, uh, I think this one is very appropriate because, as we'll talk about in a minute, um, character and communication. So I'm going to, I don't want to rush through this because, again, it is so, 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 so important. But at the same time, try and keep pace. Um, I'm going to read the, these because I want y'all to hear these words. Um, there's three paragraphs. Communication is a most important skill in life. I say that all the time. I always talk about communication and it's verbal and it's written and it's body language and it's everything. Communication is a most important skill in life. We spend most of our waking hours communicating, but consider this. You've spent years learning how to read and write, years learning how to speak, but what about listening? What training or education have you had that enables you to listen so that you really deeply understand another human being from that individual's own frame of reference? Comparatively, few people have had any training in listening at all. And for the most part, their training has been in the personality ethic of technique, truncated from the character base and the relationship base, absolutely vital to authentic, to authentic understanding of another person. If you want to interact effectively with me, the writer of this book saying it, so if you want to interact effectively to influence me, your spouse or your child or your neighbor or your boss or your coworker or your friend, you first need to understand me. And you can't do that with technique alone. If I sense you're using some technique, I sense duplicity and manipulation. I wonder why you're doing it. 
what your motives are, and I don't feel safe enough to open myself up to you. So, I don't know what y'all are thinking about when y'all hear those words, but, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, do, while I'm sitting in front of you, Brandon, you know, do I feel like you're trying to be someone that you're not? Are you authentic? Are you being truthful, open, honest, transparent? That's kind of, and then, you know, are you, and are you truly listening, do you care about me? And are you listening to really what are my true concerns? Do, do you care enough about me to understand what my true concerns are? Did y'all hear anything? Of course I do. Until I get to pee up. I don't know. What do y'all think about that? What did y'all hear in that? I mean, I always try to be uh, upfront and transparent whenever, anytime I'm talking to anybody. Okay. Uh, but especially the customer, you know. But the key thing is not the meal ends. Don't hear that from the meal ends. It's about the them lens. So when you're communicating, Instead of thinking about ourselves, oh. I need to check out. Forget about any of my motives. I need to really, you know, spend time. All right, Johnny Ray, what's going on? You know, really try to get in your head and figure out. You know, what are your emotions? Why are they making me feel that way? You know, why do you care? Why you is this problem? Put put them on the couch. <laughs> you don't want to get in this head. Well, the first step is to actually practice humility yourself. Because when you're practicing humility, you're you're opening yourself up to others. And so people tend to mirror you. So if you're open and you show openness, all of a sudden it, it encourages them to open up and talk. Yesterday I had a, a great meeting with um, Constantia. Constantia with Martin uh, Coop there. And Martin, I, I, I've gotten to the point where I can have long conversations with him and never even get to business, which is kind of crazy because you got to be sure you don't want to get so emotionally in with these people that all said, oh, time's over and we never covered business stuff. But to get him to open up and start talking about his dad and then some work he did in the yard and I was talking about work I was doing and all of a sudden he showed me all these pictures. Yeah, and I tried to run a loader and everything else and I found mm -hmm. out I'm really bad and I had to get my friend in there. He went through a whole bunch of details. And then when I sat down and gave him the budget price for next year, he said, it was like 265 Well, that's that's $230,000 more than anybody else. I said, yeah, but where else are you going to get this type of stuff? And he was like, yeah, you're right. You know, and we just, it kept the banter open. So when we came up to the hard subjects in our discussions, it, it made it easier for us to follow through. Because you build the trust. You know, you yeah, have the same thing. You know yourself. You got a few guys and everything else that I can't talk to. Because I haven't built up anything. They talk about the emotional bank accounts. You know, sometimes uh, when they perceive maybe you've done right, that bank account gets ripped away from you and they don't want to deal with you anymore and then we have to send Brandon over. Right. You know, it, you know it's the thing that builds up because you've already drew away too many times in that bank account. Mm -hmm. And you don't realize it. It's just different things, but we build up. You know, sometimes when we do a favor, that whole, you know, go-giver thing that we read and everything else about how we do things, it ties into that about you build it up and say, oh, he did, he did have to do that, and then have to do it, or we do things and 
for no other return, and we're building that up. So next time when we ask the hard question, they remember how many times <laughs> we've been open and honest and mm-hmm. practice humility. They, they find and loyal. I did, I, yesterday I stopped by uh, Finley House because we're doing the, our first boiler uh, PM on it, and that, that was like the first maintenance deal I sold. But Russ Bell and I had a 30-minute conversation about nothing business-related. You know, it's that same kind of thing. Uh, and at the very end, he said, yeah, we're very pleased with what you got going on in the back there, taking them apart, taking the boilers apart, and it seems to be going well. So it's those kind of, just like you said, Bill, it's like you can talk all about non-business stuff until mm-hmm. it, it kind of primes the pump a little bit, but it also show, shows that you're, you're, you're not there just to take, 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 but also mm-hmm. have a dialogue. Right, and just, and just you know, randomly show interest in people for no other reason than just to purely show interest in them. Um, Here's the other paragraph that goes with it. Um, Unless you're influenced by my uniqueness, so unless, you know, they get a sense that you're trying to connect to who they are as a person, not what they can do for you personally. Um, Unless you're influenced by my uniqueness, I'm not going to be influenced by your advice. I thought that was pretty powerful. You know, and you think about that in the business setting, and of course that speaks to us that, you know, if, if, um, but also in our personal lives, because this is book, this book is way more about being effective in your personal life than it is about professional life, in my opinion. But um, it is, you know, how do you, you know, connect with your significant other or your children or your parents or your siblings or your coworkers. You know, or me, or or whomever. You know, um, so um, so if you want to be, so that's why you know I talk so much about team and connecting, and and we are we really are a family. And if the the more we um, um, know one another and connect one another and are transparent with one another and connect with one another. Um, the better, the stronger we're going to be as a team because you know we we have patience and tolerance for one another. We've had enough deposits in the emotional bank accounts when things were good that whenever things are bad, there might be a little withdrawal there. But it's not going to. There's not going to be a negative balance. You know, at the end of the day, as much as Johnny and Ray and I fight like cats and dogs, Johnny and Ray knows I love him, and there's tolerance for when we. Um, when I want to choke him and kill him. <laughs> Many have tried. <laughs> I do love you, Johnny. You know I do. So if I love you, want, you too, Christy. So if you want to be really effective in the habit of interpersonal communication, <clears throat> you cannot do it with technique alone. You have to build the skills of empathic listening on a basic character that inspires openness and trust. So we have to be willing to give openness and trust if we're going to connect well with others and have them reciprocate as a point of it. And you have to build the emotional bank accounts that create a commerce between hearts. And that was, I like that commerce between hearts because it really is. I mean, there we all have bad days. We all have issues. And I'm positive that we're going to argue with one another and between one another. And, you know, we're, we're going to have that. It's just part of life. And it's just... But, you know, it can't be all bad and it can't be constant bickering. We've got to be intentional to make positive deposits in those, in those emotional bank accounts. I just thought that was really powerful. 
So, what do you guys think? That's emotional. That's touchy-feely stuff that guys don't like to talk about. But I don't feel like hugging Ron right now. Put your arm around. Bill. Just put a big arm around. Everybody Bill. jump on Bill. We're he's in the middle. Dog of the Yeah. Dog <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, moving on. Um, this was most people do not listen with the intent to understand. They listen with the intent to reply. And I am guilty as I'll get out about that. I try to, my very hardest to be aware of that, um, you know, and, and stop and remind, I'm talking to myself, you know, <coughs> stop and just stop what you're doing. And what are they really trying to tell me? Because it makes people mad whenever we're, you know, stopping them or interrupting them. Um, they don't even get a sentence out and we're trying to answer it back. I do that all the time. And I try, I try to not. So feel free to call me out if I don't let you fully express yourself before I'm trying to um, answer back. Because I, I, I know I do it, and I'm just telling y'all, and I, I try not to because I really do. When I'm talking with each one of you and everybody in general, whenever I'm trying to talk, I really, really, really do want to hear what they have to say. Because the better I want to hear, the better I understand what they're saying and the reasons why they're saying what they are. You know, getting to, getting behind the what they're saying to why are they saying what they're saying. That's when you really can connect. And that's hard to do, especially whenever we already have a pre-programmed agenda of what we're trying to get out of the conversation. So pausing and really, you know, that psychology thing, really, okay, well, I hear you said that, but what makes you say that? And why do you feel that way? You know, this is a pain in the butt. Well, okay, why? What kind of impact Tell me is that more about that. Tell me more. Bill likes that one. Yeah, it does work. Yeah, tell me more about that. Yeah. And Bill. Yeah, and I think, <laughs> I think Roger and um, Matt and I probably talk about this way more than we talk about than Brandon and Bill and John and I talk about it because you know, it's trying to y'all know some maintenance agreements is hard, oh, yeah. and trying to understand their motivation because we're trying to get them to change from status quo, whatever they're currently doing. And you got to understand their motivation because change is hard, and there's got to be a personal motivator before that person that's going to be willing to sponsor you and really make a change. And trying to understand that. And one key in in that showing the active listening because it goes back mm -hmm. to they teach us about how to be actively listening is to actually, after someone gets done speaking, instead of replying, answer back like, so let me understand what you're saying is, and repeat back to them to show that you get them or not get them. Yeah. And that tends to open up the whole thing differently, how they perceive you. If you're just basically repeat, you know, trying to repeat back your understanding of the, of the issue. Well, I do that for my sake as well because I do want to make sure that I'm understanding exactly what they're saying and what they're asking for because there has been a few times where I repeated back what they said and then they thought about it and they were like and, and I took it one way and they were actually meaning it something else so whenever I brought it up again they were like uh, not quite and it would you know iron it out mm -hmm. but if I didn't ask them that and I would have had to end up going back some point yeah because it would have been it would have been wrong some part of it would have been wrong so. right right and that we'll get to it in a second but um i love this this um if you read the book it's got some more stories in it but um 
really, I, I like this statement, they're constantly projecting their own home movies onto other people's behavior. They prescribe their own glasses for everyone with whom they interact. Gives an example of like if you go to, in the opening of the book it talks about, you go to the optometrist and you tell them, you know, what, and then you tell them what your issues are and then he just says, okay, well here are my glasses, put my glasses on and it doesn't fix the problem. And then, you know, but I gave you the glasses, they work for me, they work for you. Well, you know, it's kind of the same thing with um, the home movies. You hear what they're saying. You know, let, let's say somebody says, I get, we get this all the time with, it's a silly thing, but you know, um, y'all know James has had heart, heart surgery. Well, his heart issues are as unique as anything, I mean, very unique, you know, and, but just because you've had heart issues, Oh yeah, well, my such and such had heart issues and blah 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 and the, you know, but it's they're the very unique. It's different, <laughs> you know, and and they're just oh yeah 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 and blah 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 and they're they're telling giving advice or or telling things based on that other person. Well, that other person is unique and different than James, who's very unique and different, and they're not the same. And it's just so I listen, and, you know, and then and then well that's nice, but nothing to do with mine. So it's just. You know, that's not a great example, but the whole point is that people listen and they assume and then they are trying to um, give advice based on, Actually, um, that is a good example. you know, what they have already, you know, kind of um, um, figured to be correct in their mind, but it's not. It's completely different. And so, um, you know, My brother-in-law does eat in there. <laughs> yeah, I, I love those. And they every time you talk to somebody, well, so and so, I know we, well, we got a guy. He's a he's an eating air guy. Mm -hmm. You know he works here. Well, I'm thinking, what the hell is he doing working here if he's an eating air guy? Mm. <laughs> he couldn't make it in HVAC. Mm, right. so he's going to work in your plant, but I never say that. James Carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he was any good, he'd be working for us. Mm, right. <laughs> Don't be nice to my neighbor friend now. He's not really my neighbor friend, but his wife is sweet as can be, and his little daughters are precious, and they love my dog. Um, <laughs> he loves talking about his wife. Well, she's cute. Does he have a, a bumper sticker on his and car that says, I love my No, he, he's just got a very attractive wife, and I figured that out one day, and I started, I just kind of played up that he's older, she's a lot younger. Uh -huh. How did you do that? Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're in. <laughs> just sit back and listen. See? There you go. You know what? You put him on the couch, and he and he likes you because you let him talk about himself. <laughs> I'm Good serious. Good job, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. That's a good you know, one. now and hopefully he didn't feel like he was being manipulated. You were manipulating him, but that's okay. You I am a chameleon. <laughs> okay. I am who they need me to be. That's right. <laughs> that's um, right. Levels of listening. I thought this was important. We can kind of self-assess how often are we ignoring a person. Don't ignore your wives, people, those of you that are married. Mm. Anyone wants to talk about <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pretending. How many times have we pretended to listen to oh, what somebody had to time. say? And we're like, mm, and they'll call you out on it. Okay, And then you're, you're kind of dumbfounded because you have no idea what they asked you and you're supposed to respond. I just keep it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Selective listening. Um, that will make it very hard for pretending because... A lot of us are short, sweet, to the point kind of individuals. And when you have somebody who wants to go off on 20 tangents and while still trying to make their point, 
our attention spans are only so long, so mm -hmm. I, I get caught in that one. They change lanes, don't turn blinkers on, and you get lost. Mm -hmm. <laughs> another thing well, is selective listening. Long, long story. Yeah, another is selecting selective listening, like picking out every third word and focusing on that. Somebody in this room is bad about that. No, no names will be. I never do that. <laughs> I pick right. out the important words. Um, and then I have empathetic, pathetic listening. And y'all are just going to have to, I think I, empathetic. I think it's empathic and I, you know, I, I mistype that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. no, is it really? Okay. Yeah. Empathic. Because mm -hmm. you pronounce it either way. We're right? going to agree that, that it's just listening with heart. Do we agree with that? Yeah. Or listening maybe it's pathetic listening. Yeah. Pathetic listening. <laughs> that is, that's it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Here's another thing, and I'm just moving on. Um, I'm sure y'all have seen this before. It makes a point to talk about it in the book. Um, communication is 10% words, 30% sounds or tone, and 60% body language. And uh, so really, in the end, you know, kind of going back to what, what I was saying earlier, whenever somebody reflects on an encounter with you, how did you make them feel? So it's got very little to do with the words that you said, but everything with your sounds, your tone, and your body language. With them. I find if you wink at them, they get uncomfortable. Don't wink. Thanks for sharing your experience. Well, my kiss. I've just got a tweet. I'm sup, honey. You want some of this HKC? <laughs> I got a little twitch in my eye. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh -uh, I've got something in my eye. <laughs> All right, here we go. Empathic listening involves much more than registering, reflecting, or even understanding the words that are said. Communication Communications experts estimate, in fact, that only 10% of our communication is represented by the words we say. Another 30% is represented by our sounds and 60% by our body language. In empathic listening, you listen with your ears, but you also, more importantly, listen with your eyes and your heart. You listen for feeling, for meaning. You listen for behavior. You use your right brain as well as your left brain. You sense, you intuit, you feel. And uh, anyway, so you're really looking you know, you're not, yeah, you're looking to connect with that person on a very emotional um, level. And in addition, empathic listening is a key to making deposits and emotional bank accounts. I think this is this next one. Um, yeah. In addition, empathic listening is the key to making deposits and emotional bank accounts because nothing you do is a deposit unless the other person dis perceives it as such. And I learned a long time ago working at Total Comfort Solutions. Steve Mathis has taught me so much. He is a man of few words, but he is profound in a lot of the stuff that he talks about. But Steve Mathis used to always say a person's um, perception is their reality, and it is absolutely the truth. So that has nothing to do with what I'm trying to do because y'all know my personality. And I am a high D, high I, and I am run nine miles a minute. And if y'all think I run fast now, y'all should have seen me 12 years ago whenever I came here after having lived in a manufacturing environment for 15 years. So when I hit the ground running. Oh, I remember whenever you came here. 
and I was working mainly with our operations team. We all know. I know. So, and our operations team were very slow and methodical and even killed. And so, you know, I had to work on me and connecting, you know, modifying my style to connect well with them. And I remember, you know, I was trying really hard and I really do care about people. In case y'all don't know, I really, I love people. I love all our, and it was, it was, I love that part of that job. But sometimes I, I might, make some people mad and it had nothing to do with what I was the words that were coming out of my mouth but the way I was trying to communicate with somebody and I can remember math that's telling me then everybody's perception is their reality and so it kind of goes back that's exactly what it is I just went connecting well on a human level with them and so I had to figure out how do I really connect with people and um, so that they will hear the words that are coming out of my mouth any thoughts on that not the crazy Christy part, but the whole connecting <laughs> with someone. Because it says, um, okay, because nothing you do is a deposit unless the other person perceives it as such. You can work your fingers to the bone to make a deposit, only to have it turn into a withdrawal when a person regards your efforts as manipulative, self-serving, intimidating, or condescending because you don't understand what really matters to him. Oh, that was powerful. Um, you definitely don't want to come across that way. That's no. for sure. Um, principle is true in sales. Um, uh, an effective salesperson seeks first to understand the needs, the concerns, the situation of the customer. The amateur salesperson sells products. The professional sells solutions to the needs and problems. It's a totally different approach. And I think that, I mean, I think we all sitting in this room understand it and we're pretty stinking good at it, um, every one of you in this room. So this is just reading from the book, just a reminder, not telling us that we need to change. The professional learns how to diagnose, how to understand. He also learns how to relate people's needs to his products and services. And again, the people's needs, because at the end of the day, it's all about helping that person that's sitting on the other end of the table. You gotta understand why their why. Why are they willing to change from status quo? Because whatever their status quo is, why are they willing to change? And you gotta understand that why. And that once you understand that why, that will help you figure out how to position what our solution to to solve their why, to address their why. Um, my pride, yeah, and and um, you guys have to have the integrity to say, my product or service will not will not meet that need if it won't. And I think every single one of you have done that in the past and will currently do that if it needs to be said. So just reminders, that's all. Final comments on empathic listening. The skill will not be effective unless they come from a, unless they come Sorry, these skills will not be effective unless they come from a sincere desire to understand. So again, if they sense that you're fake, you don't really care, you're just doing that, and you're just, then um, you're not gonna really connect and understand. Um, there are some applications at the end of the book. Um, I'm not prescribing homework. If you want to look at it, it is something good. Um, 
the first one I thought was really good. Select a relationship in, in which you sense the emotional bank account is in the red. Try to understand and write down the situation from the other person's point of view in, in, in your next interaction. Listen for understandings, comparing what you're hearing with what you wrote down, how, you, how valid were your assumptions, did you really understand that individual's perspective? So, there are a couple of other good ones in here. There's like five or six, I think. There's five of them, if you're interested. But that is it. How to do for a short and sweet and thorough. That was excellent. Very well. Except that the food is not here. I know. Well, well bacon arrives very, very slowly. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's, I'm serious. I've been behind her on the interstate before. <laughs> and I thought that was a lay. I, I tried to stay behind her for just a minute, but I couldn't. I just, I just couldn't. Never mind the fact that she's picking up like 20 meals for lunch. Yeah, so, so she's going to take her <laughs> extra long. So with all that being said, I know that we've got a lot going on. Is there anything, um, oh, 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 the SAM form, the, the, um, the tool of the month is the SAM form. Um, let me pull that up real quick because it is good. I know you're getting ready to run out the door real quick. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to send you a... Um, I'm not leaving until um, 1230. I just want to send you a quick file here once I can remember my ABCs. Okay. And... Um, that's the only way I can stay up with it. <laughs> but let me email this to you, and if you want to punch it up or correct it or anything else. Okay. Be... Sounds good. Um, I'm going to have to get that out of here. Matt, I don't know if you've seen this or not. I have not. Okay. We, we don't use it consistently. It's very lengthy. Um, I did a shortened version of it. The most important, this is a link form. We as a group don't use it very well. Nobody in our company uses it well. But it is something that we do need to consider using, especially as we're doing more with building performance and we're trending towards the future. Because um, key players, like this issue that we're going to address out at, at Coya Blythewood, we are disconnected. Our relationship has devolved to just the facilities people. We're disconnected from the plant manager who makes decisions about production schedules. The issue that we're going to address is because facilities kind of gets the shaft. We're part of facilities and they don't listen to us when that we tell them that we need to have two full days for shutdown to do proper cleanings, which impacts production schedule. And if you don't proactively schedule those machines for maintenance, they will reactively schedule maintenance for you mm -hmm. on your own in the form of downtime. And that's what happened because we've been telling them and they wouldn't give us proper access. And so anyway, and now, so this opportunity is giving me a, a chance to meet the plant manager, which is great because we can do something about it. And don't worry, we'll, we're, they're not gonna kick us out. We're in a really good spot with them, but we just have to have a, we gotta, we gotta figure out where we go from here. But, you got but, to have a coming to Jesus moment with them. Right. Uh, Come to the altar. Yeah, but, altar call. so that's why yeah. Roger and <laughs> Matt, when we sell new agreements, <laughs> we got to make sure that we're maintaining those relationships at the decision maker level whenever we sell them. And because, you know, the, time, uh, the longer time goes and our relationship devolves to just 
these folks over here, which is good stuff. It's just we have to make stay connected. And the SAM form oftentimes will help us stay connected at the right levels. And that's the whole intent of the care process, which we're, we're doing better than we ever have, but there's still always an opportunity to care because many of our opportunity, many of our existing customers, we are disconnected from the decision makers in the plant, the final decision makers. And so we got to fight like tooth and nail to get to that level and at least, at least be aware of who those people are. And so the SAM form really helps us stay connected with that. So um, I'll, I'll list it um, the, here, the second page on there is decision makers. So, um, and this is and these forms are something that um, everybody in the company, uh, well, heads of each department get involved. Mm -hmm. so, okay. I mean, technically, we're supposed to have like Mike, even the uh, dispatch, or, or they're supposed to be involved in some of these. Mm -hmm. um, of course, you, general manager, and then whoever the anybody else that's involved with the customer. And I think. Um, Yes. Yeah. And I think I think this is a uh, and the problem with this is if you read some of this thing through, then you have to be careful because some of this is uh, the BES stuff in there. Right. And I. Yeah. But it actually the BES stuff can really can combine mm -hmm. with um, with what we're doing with the uh, building performance. Well, and I think what I'm going to do is take this as an action. I'm going to give this form to Eric. Yeah. And I think what we need to do is slate this as an item that we tweak because I think we could tweak this one and use Fire at Sarco as an example to use it. And, and you also can use it too when he's mm -hmm. trying to develop his Dynamic 12. Yeah. Has each Dynamic 12 fill out a SAM to mm -hmm. find out what needs to be done and, and move through. There's a lot more things that can work in there. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, I've gone through a whole bunch of these things. Um, in fact, I've gone through ones where they have not only people in your own branch, but they have people from other branches who have no tie into it at all, you know, and they can fire some. And you send out these forms, they read through them, they do their research, and then all of a sudden you go walk in there and it's like, bam, 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 you get hit with the questions. And sometimes you realize you really don't have the answer and you better find that answer. And by finding that answer, I've seen quite a few times where you've turned around and you've made the sale because someone clicked into something you didn't pick up on and you go into it. The other thing is just like when we do role plays, uh, a good role play is a type where we get all these questions asked and, and answer that um, you, you, you get prepared to have the customer hit you so hard that you go in there and you got all these things you're ready and then and it goes smoother because you're prepared for everything yeah you didn't you didn't realize that you know it's instead of being you know hit between the eyes and didn't know what was going on you were already ahead of that you know johnny ray asked that stupid question of me let me tell you i have the answer to that very good okay so well I'll, i've got your stuff i'll look over it yep. um anyway i'm sorry about lunch i couldn't control that it was free and delivered to us. I didn't have to go out and get it, so sorry that I didn't beat you to live there. It was almost delivered to us. It was almost delivered to us. All right, any questions before we break? All right, we're going to group hug.